Today's episode of the Punk Rock Horror Podcast is brought to you by Snowed Records. Hey ghouls, gals, creeps, and mutants, Matt here. Real quick before we jump into today's episode, I want to talk to you about our latest sponsor, Snubbed Records. Snubbed Records is a record company that not only signs some amazing punk rock bands, but also makes some delicious, delicious coffee. Um, with such bands under their name, though, is such as the Queers Independence, Statues on Fire, and even Savage Remains and the Sick Boys, uh, they have been making their name themselves from having so much amazing bands and also, again, having amazing coffee. So what they're doing right now to try and help everyone during the stay-at-home quarantine crisis is giving all of you amazing listeners the chance to go and listen to some amazing albums for free. That is right, for free, that you might not get anywhere else at all. So the way to do this is super simple. You just go over to snubrecords.com, take your mouse, click on fuck COVID-19. That's right, fuck COVID-19. At the top of the page, pick an album from that drop-down menu, and you will be able to listen to it in its entirety for free. Also, to help anyone out, and this is also why we really, really are happy to partner with them, they are right now having given the opportunity to have anyone reach out to them via email and we'll send you a free bag of coffee that is right all you have to do is send an email to rs at snubbedrecords.com and you will get your own free bag of eight ounce coffee this coffee is their pumpkin roast it is the snubbed records punk in patch that is right punk in patch for totally free they believe that everyone should have access to a cup of coffee and access to great music, and that is why they're doing this right now. And so, all these links will be, be below, but again, if you want to listen to some music right now, go over to snubbedrecords.com, click on fuck COVID-19 at the top of the page, start streaming your favorite album right now, and if you want your own coffee, send an email to rs at snubbedrecords.com. We will have those links in the episode notes below. Thank you again, and let's jump into this episode. So... The one thing I, I will make the case for, for the whole Tiger King obsession everyone's had lately, because um, I get, like, why everybody's like, oh, I hate it, everybody's talking about it, I don't see the appeal, it's a terribly made docuseries, blah, blah, fucking blah, the same old shit everyone else is saying. So, yeah. um I get where they're coming from, though. Like, you know, I've definitely been that person that's jumped on the hating something that's popular bandwagon. You know, I remember the good old Twilight days when that was fun to hate on that. So, <laughs> like, that was rad. But Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, hey, no one, <laughs> not as many people hate Kingdom Hearts. I have, I have legitimate reasons why Kingdom Hearts 3 is a piece of shit. And I will argue anyone willing to come on this show. I swear to God. Like, that is... The, that, like... Thing with Eli, Citizen <laughs> 2, none. No one can make the case for those movies to me. I can't make the case for myself. That's why I know. So, yeah. just fuck it, man. I don't know. I so. think... Just... Just for me, with the whole, like, Tiger King thing and, like, everyone shitting on everybody who's, like loving on it honestly like i know like most of people are saying like stop idolizing them that's not the point because like joe exotic was such a piece of shit in reality and i'm kind of feel like they also they did like netflix had to do that like eighth episode not just because everybody wants more but mostly because like if you notice like throughout the whole thing they're all saying oh no he was a terrible human being he's a terrible human being he was a terrible human being. And like, and it's mostly because everyone like was quote unquote idolizing him. 
I honestly feel like it's been the reverse. Like, yeah, there's been people like, oh, Joe Exotic's awesome, but I also know, I like, almost all of them were like, yeah, he was fucking funny, but I also know he was a terrible person. Like, I haven't seen the idolizing of it. So, my whole thing about it is just this. Like, I, I, I can't say that there isn't people idolizing him, but I, you know, comic strips that, like, you know, that one that has its, like, the first episode of watching Tiger King, but I don't get it. Third episode of Tiger oh, King. Yeah. That bitch care, but, like, that one, like, that's that's a joke. Like, that's meant to be yeah. a joke. That's supposed to be a satire on how people have become obsessed with it, right? That's not supposed to be yeah. idolizing it. But to be fair, I'm just going to say in the people, the defense of the people that, like, like to talk about it and like to, you know, laugh about it because of the dark humor associated with it. Like, and you getting mad at them about it, I will say, in their defense, being stuck inside, you gotta kind of do whatever you can at this point to just keep your mind off the fact that you're stuck inside. So, I mean, to each their own, you know? Yeah. I guess, I guess, Limelight, I'd rather be, you know, be annoying and talk about Tiger King than just be really miserable and pessimistic. I, I don't, for me, I, I don't enjoy being that way all the time. It's very exhausting. Yeah. Well, also, like, I don't see, like, I don't think that anybody should be shitting on people who are, like, loving Tiger King because, like, I mean, fucking serial killer documentaries and everything are huge right now. And there's always been around. That's always been around. I mean, fucking true crime TV podcasts that like, we listen to all of that shit and we fucking love it. So it's like, let the people have their shitty ass Carol Baskins. <laughs> like... Yeah, there'll yeah. be a Carol Baskins about it all. Seriously, quit <laughs> being Carol Baskins. We're like, hey there, cool, all you cool cats and kittens, and then you turn around when they're like, hey, look at this cat. No, fuck you, I'll feed you to my tiger. like come on just let the people have our avocado toast especially in a pandemic <laughs> welcome back to the punk rock court podcast i'm matt i'm cody and today we are here to remind you to uh i go outside if it's essential you know i mean yeah. what i mean by that is go go run around go exercise I, I, you know i mean if you can do that try to do that don't do it around other people. But yeah, still remember social distancing. Wear your masks. Wear gloves. Wash your hands afterwards. And if you don't want to do that and you'd still rather just like eat shitty and sit inside, do that one or two. Whatever whatever makes you happy. We're not I mean, here to tell you what, what makes you fulfilled in life. We're just here to encourage you to do what makes you feel happy right now. I mean, at least step outside on your front porch for like a minute. Get some at least, sunlight. At least bring the TV <laughs> outside on your porch, you know? Yeah, do that. Something. Get an outside TV. Like, I had to do that today. I was like, I, I, need, I need some kind of sunlight. So I stepped outside just on my front porch. I was like, okay, it's enough. <laughs> this works. This works. This is good. This is good, and I feel good now. I got my sunlight. Now I can go back in and be all pasty. Pasty and it feels alright. Yeah. 
I'm out of bounds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, sorry. A, it's all right, man. It's late and fucking everything's going crazy. I'm just. <laughs> I feel crazy. Oh, so crazy. I'm also like just in a weird spot because like I possibly have like a promotion coming up, maybe. Oh, well, exciting. Good news. Yeah. Uh, Speaking yeah. of good news. I was going to say, I did my second interview this week, so we'll see if I get it. <laughs> well, I believe in you, buddy. I'm sure you will. I mean, so, by the time this episode comes out, I'll hopefully know. So, <laughs> Will Cody have the promotion? Will he pass the interview? Tune in, same bat time, same bat channel, loyal viewer. <laughs> I was saying the same bat internet. I mean, mean, since it's just a very enthralling episode already. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, okay, game time. I'm in the zone. Let's do this. Let's talk about some things we love and hate, man. Um, Let's move on to that. You mind if I kick it off this time around? No, go ahead. You do you. Um... Is there, I got I got two kind of hates, but combined they make one giant hate. Okay. Uh, so, uh, my so what I kind of hate this week is is two is two small things. So first off, I love the new Parasite. That's what I love this week. I love that Parasite movie. I've actually it's on Hulu now, so I've been watching it on and off uh, when I can, and I, I've been enjoying it. Which I know that's weird. You're saying like, Matt, what do you mean on and off when you can't? Aren't you stuck inside? Correct. But I'm I'm trying to treat my weekdays as still work weekdays and do some sort of work. Yeah. So I'm doing I'm focusing like on trying to get this whole streaming worked up on uh, uh, for us, and it's hit and miss so far. Um, but that that's <laughs> what I. But the new parasite, but the parasite film is is awesome. I mean, everybody knows it's awesome. I just I really enjoy it. And I just want to share that I really, really enjoy it. And I just, and I love it. And it's fantastic. I love the director. And it's, I'm good. I'm just good, man. Like, it's good. I mean, it's the whole reason why we did our Korean, Korean episode. Exactly. And I'm just glad I I told you I would eventually get to it. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, man. I told you. I know. I believed you. It's just like, it's such a good movie. Just fucking hurry the fuck up about it. I'm doing it now. Anyways, yeah, it's a great movie. Anyways, uh, the thing I hate, though, was that, so, like, there was just, like, this really quick post I kind of, like, uh, glanced through because I was getting more angry the more I was reading it, and so I just kind of had to end it quickly, was uh, this post with, like, Hulu responding to people uh, tweeting, you know, why is Parasite on, you know, Hulu? I don't want to watch a movie that has subtitles. I don't want, you know, that type of film. Like, uh, I don't get what the big deal is. You know, I can't even, it's boring. Blah 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 blah. I gotta read. Yeah, like mostly because like I gotta read, and like Hulu's like doing a really good job at just being like, well, sorry, you're a fucking dumbass that doesn't like to read, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, they're not saying that, but they might as well be. Like, but that's they're my like, whole thing. What an Oscar! <laughs> like, like, that's my thing. Like, I know why I don't like musicals, but I don't make it the sole reason as a critique as to say that musicals are bad, you know? Yeah. Like, I know musicals are good. I know why they're good. I know why they win awards and why they're highly regarded, especially when they're done right. But I just don't have to be a fan of it or, you know, even to like it to, to you know, not appreciate it. Yeah. So, 
Like that's kind of, and that's what I mean. Like, and it's rightfully earned that because, well, it's, I mean, they're musicals. Same thing with subtitled, you know, movies, and so, especially with such great movies like Parasite. Um, you know, just the I, whole I don't want to expand my worldview. I don't want to read. Well, that's that's great. You, I, I don't know why you need to let everyone else know about that. You know, like yeah. I don't even like you're the person who purposely like who who like legitimately lets everybody know that they're going pee or poo you know they yeah. don't do it just to be a pain in the ass like i do like you're just going like that's kind of what i mean and i know it's like a really narcissistic way to put it but god damn it like i'm just so upset yeah. with the whole like like i don't want to read my favorite thing about those like comments and so i was like well, you took the time to read the fucking article and comment about it. Why don't you just take the time to watch the movie then? Yeah, like, form your own opinion. If you legitimately don't like it, then form your opinion as to why you don't like it after watching it. You know, don't don't be the guy that just hates it just because it's cool to hate it, you know? I hate it because I have to read and fucking it's foreign and it's so popular, yeah. You're not badass, you're not rough, you're not tough or liking things that are popular just because they're popular. I would know. Trust me. So <laughs> I call it, it I would know, so I'm calling it out for it, you know. <laughs> so like it's it's uh I don't know. I, that that's what's just been pissing me off this whole entire time is it's just that is that um i'm also like slightly irked that lately like it shouldn't bother me as much as it does but it's just i, I it's just because like my anxiety rises up when it happens but when i go to the store i actually do take like a mask with me um oh, to like around even if it's one person i still just put it on just to yeah. be safe like, I know, like, maybe in some sense it's ridiculous, but, like, I'm trying to think of, like, my kid and, you know, Lauren and then anyone else that I come into because I still go to work and, you know, not, and there's some people that I work with that are older than me. And so, like, I'm just trying to be mindful of them, too. And so, like, you know, that's my whole thing, why I'm doing it. But I'm getting tired of the whole, like, like, oh, you look ridiculous. <laughs> Blow it up proportion. I know we've talked about it before and I'm not going to really spend too much time on it, but it's yeah. just doing the shit out of me. Like, if I look fucking crazy to you, then fine, fuck it, man. But, like, you don't need to give comments about it. Yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> so, it's just it's just something that's been irking me. Like I said, I think it's mostly because, like, it, like, rises my anxiety. Just being, like, in the store. Yeah, Everything sucks. going on. Like, I know that's dumb, but it's just, that's how my head works, yo. So. Well, same here. Like, well, I had to go to the store for the actually the first time like inside the store on saturday since like this really started getting out of the ha- out of hand and like yeah. waiting in line like with the whole social distancing thing and then like going into the store and like but seeing people without masks like start judging me for wearing my mask i'm like go fuck yourself man i'm under so much anxiety and stress right now like i was freaking the fuck out just because i'm like can I touch anything? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny to like to, to get over it. Like I, as corny as it is, and I feel like that should be on a t-shirt eventually because I feel like I always say as corny as it is. Um, yeah, I'll be you as a <laughs> I, corny, Bob. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like his Zombify cord. Yeah, and then, like, I'll just be, like, the farmer sitting there with, like, just a confused face of just, like, ah, when you're, like, as corny as this is. <laughs> you wouldn't believe this. Uh, no, so, uh, I, I, like, sometimes I like to, uh, pretend that, you know how, like, Mortal Kombat has, like, like, even though it's kind of, like, still going through its revamp, what, somewhat, like, they had all the ninjas, like, you know, the, yeah. like, uh, like, in way back in the day, they all basically were scorpion, just a different color. Yeah. Um, so, like, I pretend that I'm the light blue medical one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, healing power. <laughs> if, don't worry, I'm a doctor. And, like, do some, like, stupid, like, jumping around parkour and new jitsu made up new jitsu stuff like what i think is new jitsu he's <laughs> <laughs> like is he doing all right there like he's larping all right that's how he gets through it he's just <laughs> he's been inside a lot let him have this <laughs> yeah he's played a lot of mortal Kombat this week okay like a lot oh my a god lot. there's a there's there's an ending in that game that is so fucking ridiculous that i don't like i kind of want it to be a game already so, but Is there uh, multiple no. endings. Well, I mean, no, for one of the characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, for when you beat one of the towers. But, anyways, man, enough about what I about the stuff I love and whatnot. What about you? What do you love and hate? <laughs> um, well, the thing I hate is kind of like I know again we're I know we're beating it over the head with a dead horse, but it's just kind of like the un the unseverity, like people aren't taking around this like in businesses and companies like seeing seeing these american businesses and american companies like forcing their people to work just because they're like we need to make money even if it even if you die like just seeing all that like so as an example wwe instead of like looking out for their the safety of their like i mean i'm sure they have all these precautions and stuff but it's like it's kind of hard to see is how like the whole profession is being physically close to the person to body slam them and shit. But like, I like was seeing that how like they're making their employees start doing the live taping events because, and one of the biggest reasons is because like Fox won't let WWE tape a shit ton of them like in advance and stuff because they're only allowed so many with their deals. And it's like, just really, really, even with a global pandemic, you can't be like, all right, Film all as like film several months in like a day or two, get your shit done so your, your employees can like chill at home for a while. It's like can't have that, really. Come on, and I know there's like other companies that are doing the same. Like so that's why just just what I'm pissed off about is like the fact that like here there's it almost feels like there's no one looking out for their people, you know. Oh, I guarantee. Like the reason they did, I guarantee. Like something. It was because I bet anything's because WrestleMania did poorly with ratings. I don't know. Like honestly, WrestleMania was pretty tight. I enjoyed it. I thought all the matches were pretty solid for what we got, and like the Boneyard match and especially the Firefly Funhouse match were fucking great. Like it's just like one of those things where it's like, okay, we're gonna be doing them live, but you still have no fans. 
Well, that's what I mean, man. Like, yeah, like, I know it was good and whatnot, but it wasn't, like, that's what I'm saying. Even though, like, you, like, enjoyed it, like, it probably wasn't enough to bring in enough people to justify doing it again. At least in their eyes. Yeah, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't want to see all, like, you know, these wrestlers that I enjoy watching and stuff get... Yeah, it would suck, and, like, it's been great having that escapism with AEW and WWE still being on, but, like... I just I would rather them like stay safe and get healthy and not lose their careers or their pushes just because they're like I need to stay home at home for my family because it's a pandemic. So yeah, or even uh, so wait, they're they're not letting fans come back. It's just they're doing the only the workers. Yeah, just the workers. Uh, okay, like I also thought they were saying like yeah, fans too. No, not yet. They're not allowed. I mean, I know they've been trying. They were. I know they've been trying to find ways around it, but no, it's just workers. But it's like still, it's just one of those things. In my my opinion, it's like you should just let just do what you're gonna do and like pre-film a lot, pre-tape a lot of them. That's the nice thing about WWE is you could do that. And I felt like when they pre-taped some of their shows, like they were able to edit it to make it look really, really good and do really, really well with like the situation is just like one of those things where it's i almost feel like they just should have d- stuck with that instead of be like well we got to respect the contract it's like come on really in in a like a possible world ending thing economy ending pandemic you can't just say fuck the contract for a while or like let's renegotiate it's just one of those things because like even if like a company like WWE can't get away with something like that it's like you know there that shows the bigger cracks and the bigger issues with the situations and like the the not just the economy but like but like other things that's going on with our world <laughs> that's wrong over here so that's just what i like is what's pissing me off but the thing i love is uh honestly today i had a really 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 good day with audrey and it's kind of been a hot minute since we had really really good days um mostly because like not just because like uh we can't go out so she's bored and stuff but like mostly because uh i've been having to like re reteach and relearn ways of parenting her because she's getting older and of course getting an attitude and stuff because she's getting older but also yeah, like yeah. knowing that like things i've some parenting choices i've made in the past were probably weren't the best so i have to redo that and you know always like evolving with that and figuring all that stuff out has been causing a lot of tension and also just because of the pandemic too. But me and her had a really, really good day today. And that's just something that I really love is the fact that like we didn't have any tantrums today. Me and her like got along really well. We both understood each other's like sarcasm today because she's been a lot better with communication, but you still has a huge long way to go, but she's been getting there. So it was just, it was nice. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's sweet. You know, parenting win ish. Parenting <laughs> win. Ish. Yay! Baby steps. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the thing I love. <laughs> well, that's sweet, man. I'm, you know, I I feel you. You know, it's kind of the same way with Aaron right now too. Um, even though like she is granted like older st- like already. Like, it's still kind of, like, happening here and there as well. Like, I I mean, it's not, like, bad in any sort of way, but trying to, like, 
realize when she's ready for like a more mature talk and like trying to slow things down for her to understand like you know why we're you know getting upset like the worst thing that she did recently and like i mean worse like in a loose manner yeah is is like yeah like it was uh what happened recently is like so like uh she had dinner but she said she finished and then um you know grabbed a popsicle but the thing is that she barely touched dinner and just went straight for the popsicle so not only did we have to make her sit down at the dinner table and just eat until you know more was actually you know gone from the plate but also at the same time like um you know, she re- ignored some responsibilities that she was supposed to do at the time instead just to get the popsicle. And so, like, yeah. so we had to get, you know, so I, I, we had to get on her a little bit about that. And just, like, you know, it's just, it's just like, really interesting because I feel like normally she, I don't think she would do something like that. But I think, like, being stuck inside for so long is, like, what's making it worse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's because they're bored. They're like, oh, my God, I need something different. We've been doing good. You know what? I felt like I haven't pissed off mom and dad in a while. So it's just, like, it's just only because, like, they're bored. And I understand. And that's, like, same with here. Like, I've had to, like, teach myself to slow down and, like, use smaller words with Audrey because I ramble when I try to talk to her. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's just bored of me talking, so it's making it worse. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but Aaron's now getting to the point where she's trying to like to actually debate with me, and I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. No. Oh, yeah. Audrey's already been at that point. She's like, no, Dad, I know. I know. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> It's it's like the it's like that one little like mini argument she tried to have with me because like I remember what like because we got to jump into these movie reviews but yeah. like I'll just finish it off of like what ha- like really quick what happened um, was like so she's tried arguing with me and Lauren and I think it was about like I think it was also about like I don't know what it is with her and popsicles but she just loves the shit out of them basically it's just because like it's you know frozen sugar but anyways. Yeah. Uh, that that side like like you know I, I think she's like getting a problem because she's like try she's getting more argumentative anytime we tell her no like yeah. so there's one time I, where i was like oh no no it, i remember it now oh my god it, it yeah but i still think that the popsicles feel it so what basically happened is so like uh we me and lauren were just trying to you know mess with her and you know have fun with her Mm-hmm. And so what we did was we um, uh, were giving her a hard time about, you know, who was going to read her a book, at, you know, to go to bed tonight. Uh, like, not tonight, tonight, but like for that night. Um, and so, we, you know, we mean Lauren were like, I don't want to do it. And Lauren's like, no, I don't want to do it. And I was like, I don't want to do it. Just trying to mess with Lauren. <laughs> Uh, trying to mess with Aaron, and Aaron's just like, watch do a me money mo. And I'm like, she's like, I'll do any mini money mo. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't. I'm like, okay, do any mini money mo. But she didn't know how to do mini mini money mo. Yeah. She, she would just look at me and say, any mini, then look at Lauren and go, mo. And I'm like, no, okay, no, that's not, no, that's not <laughs> how you do it. 
so 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 she's like okay we'll rock paper scissors i'm like okay we'll do rock paper scissors she's like yeah and i get to choose who wins and i was like no you don't and she's like what do you mean i was like you don't get that's not how rock paper scissors works and she's like and she's like "Uh uh-huh and i'm like no i'm like like scissors beats paper paper beats rock and rock beats scissors that's how it's always been that's why it's rock paper scissors aaron and she's like yeah well okay then whoever gets scissors wins and i was like no again aaron who whoever if i get rock and mommy gets scissors then i win because rock beats scissors and then she's like (laughs) she's getting more upset she's like but i want a, a say and she's like, it's my, no, I get to say. And I'm like, no, you don't. She's like, I, yes, I do. I get to choose because I'm a kid. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's fine, but you still don't get a say. And she's like, she's like, yes, I do. And like, tell you what, I'm like, you want to say and how everything should be done and who does what in the house? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, are you willing to quit school? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you don't want to, and I'm like, okay, because if you want to have full say what happens in this house, you have to quit school and get a job that covers the rent. And she's like, and I'm like, what it takes to run the house. And I was like, and you got to make sure you have enough money for groceries. I don't want that. I was like, I was like, so tell you what, then, instead of getting a say, you get to have an opinion, and that opinion and vote gets to be noted whenever we're making a choice. And so, I had to go through like this whole like scenario. I'm like, all right, well, we're gonna, you're gonna go get a job then. <laughs> nah, For her to just be like, okay, I'll back off. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't really want an adult, do you? So yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Nice. Parenting. Yeah. We're the best. <laughs> I know. Alright. We should probably jump into these movie reviews. Yeah, let's do it. Alright, I'm positive I went first last time. If not, then I'm making it up. But anyways, do you feel good about going first this time, good buddy? Yeah, sure. The witch. Alright, so um I did my movie. So we talked about zombies on Monday. And talked about the evolution of zombies, and so I decided to do something. I was kind of like, and I was kind of feeling like I wanted to like more comedy zombie movie, just because like even though I feel like there's a lot more comedic zombie movies now than there are like super scary ones. I just kinda, I really wanted a, a comedy, just because of this time. This time, so um, right, yeah, and so I also just kind of wanted something a little more unknown because. Uh. There's things we could have done, like, no, you are, I think, fairly certain you're, I mean, we've already talked about the Dawn of the Dead remake, like, so many times on here, but, like, we could have done (laughs) that. If you haven't watched it by now, it's your fault. I know. Could have done, like, one of the Evil Deads for, like, more comedy. Could have honestly probably done Zombieland 2, because, like, honestly, I feel like that was very underwhelming, even though I personally thought it was fan-fucking-tastic. Like, it was amazing. But still, I'd say it's still too soon. Yeah. But so I ended up finding a nice little a nice little gem on Shutter uh, called Dead Shack. Um, Dead Shack, we're gonna have Dead Shack. We're gonna dead eat shack. you back in the Dead Shack. But anyways, so come um, back, bite your ass off in the Dead Shack. Get crack. Um, so zombies attack at the Dead Shack, baby. <laughs> 
Dead Shack. Don't need your shit back. <laughs> but so Dead Shack came out in 2017. Uh, while staying at a cabin in the woods during the weekend, three teenage kids discover their neighbor is feeding guests to her zombie family. In short order, the battle is on as the kids fight to save themselves and their family. That was pretty I've seen this movie on Shudder, and, and and it's on my list to watch, too, so I'm excited to hear about this. Oh, nice. It's good, man. I, I think you'll like it, because, like, it's a very... So, anyways, it was directed by Peter Rick, um, written by uh, Phil Ivanuizic uh, and Davila LeBlanc. Um, it stars Matthew Nelson Mahood, Lizzie Boys, and Gabrielle LaBelle. Um, but, yeah, Matthew no, LaBelle. it was a... LaBelle's. Anyways, but yeah, no, uh, it was really good. And honest, and just to help you out there, Matt, it had to start it off really good because, like, it wasn't a super long opening in the beginning. Um, it started off like right from the get go. It just like uh, shows you what you're in for. So it was actually kind of funny, and I enjoyed it. So it just shows this guy, and he's all drugged up, and he's trying to walk. He's like, so he's like zombied. But he's like walking and trying, like stumbling out of this house and like bumping into the cars like that are parked outside the house. And he's just like, what's going on with me? I don't know what's wrong. And he's like trying to run, but he can't because he's all drugged up. And then like this chick walks out in this decked out and all this badass, like sexy leather gear and a fucking welder's mask on just with a zombie on a chain, just pulling him around. And, like, she's stalking the drugged-up dude, and, like, she knows where he is, and he's, like, trying to, like, hide in there. And it's just, like... And then, like, when she finds him, she's, like, toying, playing cat and mouse with him. And the dude's just, like, finds a way to, like, get into this car. And then she just, like, opens the car door and just, like, lets go of the zombie and just goes, have at it, boy. You do good. You do good, boy. And it's just... I thought it was kind of funny. And then, like, she takes her hat helmet off, and that was... I found that as a con of, like, showing her from the get-go, but it really didn't matter because when she, like, gets reintroduced, it's just, like, from the get it just goes from there, so it didn't matter to me in that point. But at a point, I didn't know, so I thought that was a con, but I kind of liked it because, like, it just showed, like, you're in for something kind of, like, pretty funny, but also pretty gory because, like, blood squirts all over the back of the car. But um, then it just gets to the point where... Matt, you would hate this part. This is where, like, the credits go on a little too long. And I feel like it was mostly just because, like, they had to play the entire song of what, like, for the beginning. Because it just keeps doing a lot of cutbacks and force between one of the main characters that you're going to be following. And then overview shots of, like, this really nice, rich neighborhood. And then slowly going into, like, more, like the poor area of this na- of the like the area and where he gets picked up by the rest of the crew that we're going to be following and i just kind of felt it was a little too long but at least the music was good you know <laughs> is i mean is the scene even entertaining in any sort of way it's boring <laughs> it really is oh. like, all it is is just showing like it's playing good music but it just shows like overview shot and then it shows him walking around overview shot Shows him walking around a little bit more. Overview shot. Oh, he's texting his fu- his uh, his friends that are on their way to pick him up. Overview shot. shot. So, like, it goes a little long. It's pretty bad. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad to know that at least he has legs and fingers. Exactly. But after that, it gets pretty good there from, uh, there from there on out. Um, in my opinion, they do a really good job with character development in this movie. Um, because they kind they give you a reason why they like you to care about these guys. Um, because like, and these characters, so summer, she has a, uh, she has a lot of resentment towards her dad's, uh, girlfriend. Um, but her girlfriend is the, or the dad's girlfriend is a piece of shit. Like she is really cunty towards the kids. She's definitely like, I'm just, I want y'all to know I'm just here for him. And I don't give a fuck about you kids. Like, she has that attitude. And it's just like, yeah, I can see why you would hate her. And, like, the dad, he's he's really fucking funny. Like, you love this dad. and But, like, he sucks as a dad. Like, he's he's definitely the party dad. Like, he, he tries way too hard to be the cool dad. But he does awesome with, like, dad jokes. And so, like, they all walk into this diner. And except for the girlfriend, the girlfriend's staying in the car because she's a piece of shit and doesn't want to, like, eat with the family. And so, like, the son tries to order coffee, and he's, like, they're all 14. And he's, like, the dad goes, oh, yeah, that, don't loan listen to him. That makes me sound like I'm an irresponsible dad, but can we get four beers? (laughs) 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 He actually does that, and, like, the waitress is, like, oh, my God, go fuck yourself. But, like... But, like, this entire scene shows, like, you know, he's just, like, trying to crack dad jokes and be the fun dad and the funny dad. And, like, but the kids are just like, oh, my God, you're not cool. <laughs> like, you're an alcoholic. Like, that's, and they tell him to his face. But, like, they do a good job with, like, making you care about everyone, even though, like, each character is really stereotypical. Like, to the T. Like, the girl, the daughter, Summer... She's like, oh, I'm 14 and angsty because, like, my mom left and my dad likes to party too much, so I'm going to be, like, the shit-talking person. Like, you know, I have an edge on my shoulder (laughs) or a chip off my shoulder. And then the son, like, the brother is supposed to be the comedic relief, so he's really goofy and vulgar and, like, and then the best friend of theirs who's, like, the rich kid you're following in the beginning, like, he's sitting there, like, super awkward, has a crush on the sister doesn't know how to talk to them like it's just kind of like all right it's a little too on the nose at this and they be in the beginning though but they re- at like they end up morphing into really good great characters because like and then it like it's almost a satire on those two because then it shows the jocks but what i really liked is like when it introduces the jocks in this movie everyone just shits all over them they're like yeah, bro, it's like 8 in the morning and I'm super trash right now and this is a MILF and I want to fuck her. And like, we should tag team her because like, they're hitting on, surprise, the chick from the beginning who fed the guy to the zombie. And, but like, they're hitting on her, but everyone shits on him. Like, Summer, like, they try and like pick on one of the, uh, pick on Jason, who's one of the kids that we're following. And they yeah, try to pick yeah. on him, but Summer's like, you fucking pricks like go fuck yourselves can you let him out like get out of the way and like and then when they try the jocks try to talk back like the the bad uh the the bad chick um she like just shits on him too it was like shut up shut up you're only cute because you don't talk so don't fucking talk and they're just like <laughs> and i'm just like 
all right, it's pretty funny, like, to see, like, the oversaturation of the jock, like, the oversaturism of jocks. Like, I think it's fucking funny just because I was a jock in high school, too, semi, because I played all the sports. So it's like, I know who exactly these kids are. <laughs> so, like, I always enjoy it because I can also laugh at myself, you know, because I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> whatever you say, you double agent. <laughs> but anyways, um, and so uh so they all get to this cabin that they're all staying at and it's like and they make fun of the whole cabin in the woods thing because like they look at this like cabin cabin they're like really we're staying in a piece of shit cabin in the woods like in a horror movie they like kind of somewhat comment on about that and the dad just goes it was cheap and i was like all right. I mean, they gave an explanation, so it's kind of funny. Um, but then, like, <laughs> and so, like, I enjoyed that. And so then they're, like, having moments where uh, the kids go out, like, step out for a quick minute. And then, like, they go, they're claiming their rooms and stuff. And then the dad and the girlfriend. So the girlfriend is Asian. And so they're sitting down and, like, he go, he calls him his sweet for- fortune cookie. And Colin, his son, like, walks by and goes... That's really racist, Dad. And he goes, what? Is that racist? He looks at his girlfriend and is like, is that racist? That wasn't racist. <laughs> like, yeah, Dad, it, come on, it's 2017. That's racist. You're not allowed to say those things anymore. And, like, it's just those little things I kind of, like, found funny. And that's where, like, this movie shines is on just, like, the, the, the dialogue between all the characters. Like, there's such good chemistry between all of them. Because, like, one of the biggest cons that happens though so colin the chemistry between colin the dad and summer is like fan fucking tastic and even with the girlfriend but in the beginning J- the chemistry with jason is just it's really bad because he has he's doing the super awkward stuff when he's talking to summer that like i don't know i i don't feel like i did this when i was 14 15 trying to talk to girls like especially the ones i like but he's like yeah, so, uh, Summer, what do you like? Oh, yeah, I totally like that, too. And then call him and be like, dude, Jason, no, that's that's wrong. Jason, That you don't talk to a girl like that. Like, you're striking out here. And then he'd be like, you know what? I don't even like Summer. Like, she's not even my type. And it's just like, ah, uh, just, ah. Uh. Uh. And I'm like, yeah, because Summer's like, oh, really? I'm not your type. So if I if I told you right now that I would suck your dick, you'd say no. Like, she doesn't say that. It's just, like, one of those things where she confronts her because I can't remember what she says. And he's like, yeah, no, no, I, I don't like you. You're 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 mean. And you're, you're, no, I wouldn't do that. It's just like, okay, you guys couldn't figure out a different way to do that whole thing. Like, I know, like, 14, 15-year-old kids are fucking awkward. But, like... I don't feel like we were that awkward. You know? Maybe it was just... I think it was more so just, like, supposed to, like, extenuate that character. You know what I mean? Maybe. I guess. Because, like, honestly, like, Jason is supposed to be, like, your hero. But you kind of, like... I don't know. He's, like, almost too awkward, like, to the the whole thing. Like, he's definitely supposed to be the zero-to-hero person. But, like... I don't know. I almost like feel like they went a little too over the top with that satirization of that type of character. But the thing that I really like is that they're actually really smart, though, in this movie. 
So, like, Summer is the smartest person in this entire movie. So when they, uh, they're, like, walking through the woods and talking, and that's when, like, the super awkward talk happens between Jason and Summer, where Jason's like, hey, I don't even like you because you're mean and dare to be dear. You know, I, I like more mature girls. But, like, so they're doing that, and then they end up walking in on the house from the beginning where the dr- drugged up guy is, and so where the terrible woman who has the zombies in the house that lives and they like walk up on it and they don't like and they're like oh shit where's what is going on with this house and so like she you see her bringing in the two jocks and so she does her whole entire ritual and they end up seeing like i'm not gonna spoil what goes on so they end up seeing like what she does to people and so somewhere immediately goes, we need to get the fuck out of here. Come on, run, run. And so they're running and then like they stop though. Like, and I'm just like, okay, there's like stupid decision number one, but it's because Colin's like, oh shit, hold on. And like, he picks up a rock and like Summer's trying to call the cops, but she's like, I can't get a signal. And so Colin picks up a rock and throws it and breaks one of the windows of the cars. And Summer just goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He's like, well, now she'll know that there's people out here so that she'll know the cops are on the way so she won't do anything. And someone's like, you fucking moron. She knows people are out here so she knows she has to kill us when the cop before the cops get here. And he goes, oh. And then Jason, like, turns around. This is, like, where he starts kind of redeeming himself because he goes, hey, people, she lives out here, knows the woods a lot better than we do. We should probably leave. <laughs> like <laughs> straight up even says that i was like all right fucking go jason all right you're starting to get on my like my my good side but like and you're then you're not the, too terribly dub after all <laughs> yeah you're not super terrible at this after all and then like when they try and tell the dad like it explains so this is where i like they explain the adult stupidity because, like, you know, in these, like, types of movies, they're always, like, the adults are like, oh, yo, you're fucking stupid. Like, there's zombies. Oh, you're fucking dumb. Oh, that woman murdered someone. Oh, fucking whatever. Kids. <laughs> Instead, like, the dad is, like, so that, like, they're trying to explain to him, like, what happened in the house and stuff. And he's like, hold on. So there's a woman, a cannibal woman out there. And they're like, yes. He goes, is she hot? And so he's completely <laughs> trashed at this point, too. And they know it. They're like, oh, my God, Dad, are you drunk? And he goes, if I don't answer it, will I still be in trouble? They're like, yes. They're like, the dad's super fucking funny. And so, like, they tell him of this entire story. He goes, okay, well, is she hot? And the son goes, Colin goes, I mean, yeah, she is pretty hot. And he's like, all right, let's go find the sexy cannibal. <laughs> 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 like, so, like, it's just really funny about, like, how like what they do like the, them and the interactions with the dad and the kids like i don't want to spoil more of the more of the dialogue between them because it's really fucking funny and so but also a really nice thing is that there's subtlety throughout this movie that most movies don't have like i said the acting is like on point in this movie to me like and you could tell there was a low budget like but the act- acting is great because there's this part where like the dad sticks his hand and something and he's like oh my god this this felt like shit oh it smells like shit oh my god it tastes like shit but he doesn't like he doesn't really subtly like while the other people are talking (laughs) and you just see him going oh oh like the fact that he actually reacts to it i thought was really funny because like 
they kind of keep talking after, like, on after he says it smells like shit. And then he just accidentally touches his mouth. And then he goes, oh, God, it tastes like shit. <laughs> like, Dude, that fucking sounds hilarious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. And so, and then it continues on. And so, uh, oh, my God. Up having to go. Yeah, like, it's really fucking great. It's super quick and subtle, but, like, you'll catch it. And so... They start also, they, but they do some like pretty realistic things in here. So like at, at one point, Colin has to pee, and so he's peeing in the bathroom, and then like uh he like sees a, an attack on someone he knows, a zombie attack, and he's like open it, and he's trying to like make sure they can't hear him, but it's like, do you stop peeing at that point? Because it's like right when he's in the middle of his pee when the zombie attack happens, but they don't know he's there, and so it's like, do you stop peeing? Or do you keep going? And honestly, can you even stop peeing? Because, like, in movies, they normally, like, you know, they're mid-pee, and then something happens, like, oh, I, I don't have to pee anymore, and, they, like, they run off or whatever. It's like, no, seriously, if that were to happen, could you actually stop peeing in the middle of it? Like, you know, man, uh, it's it's those, that's one of those things that I've always... It's one of those, like, conundrums I always wonder about movies. Because, like, there's yeah. also, like... Unless it's, like, a, you know, comedy movie um, or, like, within that type of, like, humor, you almost never see people, like, use a bathroom in, like, yeah, media. No. You know but, what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I know. But, like, in the few times that they do use the bathrooms, have you noticed, like, they can stop mid-pee and be like, oh, shit, I gotta go, like, have this gunfight. Or, like, oh, my God, I have to be quiet. Like because you, oh yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, you know, uh, you know, man, I like to have the thought that they're going out there, literal all guns blazing, you know, just like yeah. it's kind of like a dominance move, just not only <laughs> like peeing. pulling out two like akimbo's, but also just like w- like fucking fucking pissing in the wind. So <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, that's what happens in this because Colin like is trying to stay quiet, but he can't stop peeing, so he's pissing all over the floor, and he's like, "Oh my god, is it quiet? Did they hear me? Or can they hear me?" <laughs> He's like, oh my god, I don't want to die. Yeah, so, so like while that hap- that's happening, Jason, Summer, and the dad are like at the house, and so they break into the house, and it's really fucking funny. Like while they're doing all this stuff, like the dad has like all this like great like shit that I'm fairly certain he like improvised on the spot, and then like, so the Jason and the dad like are talking, and so he's like, uh, you know what? Sexy Cannibal would be a really great band name. And he looks at Jason and he's like, <laughs> wouldn't it? We should start a band. We should be a band. Like, look at me. I would be the singer and the guitarist, of course. And then you would be the drummer. Like, come on. And, like, the funny thing is, like, Jason has already seen zombies and zombies eating people. And he's, like, freaking the fuck out. They're trying to find this person. And he, like, actually stops and goes, I mean, I did actually just buy a drum set. <laughs> they actually have a serious talk like, about starting like, a band. To be fair, actually, you know, really, in reality, I did. Yeah, actually. like they actually do that in the middle of like trying to find this zo- sexy cannibal zombie lady. <laughs> like, oh my god, the banter sounds perfect with this movie, dude. Oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. And then like when shit, like, and this is when shit really hits the fan. And, and like and it's like they start like showing like smart ideas so like at some point i'm not going to spoil like anything that happens in here be just because like it's i don't i don't want to go into it too much anyway so like some of the like good ideas they have like the dad gets incapacitated in a really funny fucking way but he gets incapacitated and they like 
they have a really good idea of like they stash him in the house because they're like obviously we're two 14 and there were a 14 and 15 year old boy and girl we can't carry a 250 pound 30 plus or 40 plus year old man how are we going to do this like well how about we stash him and like hide him and then go find and drive like drive a truck to come get him and like they actually like talk about that and figure that out like all right, that's pretty smart. And it like doesn't do stupid movie logic where they're checking all the cars. They're just like, we already have a truck that can go. We just need to go get it. Like, I just like that. That And then um, also how they dispose of some of the zombies is really fucking good. Uh, my biggest con. big. Oh, no. So, I'm, I'm here. Don't worry. Okay. I, was, I just saw something there. I was like, oh, no. What yeah, happened? No, I, I, I'm totally here. Okay. Anyways. So, um, yeah, anyway, so, uh, oh my God, where was I? So you were talking about your biggest con. Oh, my biggest con. So this is where, where you can really tell, like the budgeting, like was an issue is that the fighting, especially the, like this first fight scene where like summer and, um, Jason fight their first, actually have their first one-on-one fight with a zombie. It's really, really bad really bad and really slow i mean it, luckily it doesn't last too long and the rest of the fights are decent and they're better than this first one but you could tell like that's not where like their focus was like the focus was definitely on the dialogue and the character development and the interactions between each other and then also on the gore like buckets of blood five out of five because it is so fucking bloody and then there's this one scene that goes so over the top with the blood like they can tell they like have a sledgehammer and it just bashes in this person's face and they show it and it's so great and nice. it's so fucking great beforehand like what happens too, so like really good so definitely highly recommend this movie um it's really fucking funny like I said you can find it on Shutter if you have a Shutter account it's free there um some trivia. Hit me with uh, that one. Um, Finn Wolfhard of Stranger Things and It fame starred in the proof of concept trailer for the film's Kickstarter campaign video. Huh. Yeah. Go figure. That's all we got for Dead Shack. But anyways, yeah, no, highly recommend. It was really good, if, especially because, like, if you're looking for, especially in these times, like honestly, and you need a good laugh and you you like zombie films and you want a little bit of break from like the, the like over the top fast zombies of, uh, of, um, zombie land. Um, I did highly recommend this, especially another good, cool thing about this zombie flick is that like, it's very isolated. Like it's not a pandemic. It wasn't a zombie pandemic. It was literally this house with zombies and that's all they're at where they're at so like it's kind of cool because like the lot the lady ends up explaining at one point like she doesn't go into detail but she explains how like she's fucking tired and how hard it is to keep these zombies tamed and where they're at without causing an entire apocalypse she's like you don't fucking get it like she doesn't go into detail but you could just hear it in her voice i'm just like go fuck yourselves and leave me alone <laughs> like so yeah no really good it was definitely a good take on the zombie zombie movie formula of like where it's not a pandemic it's only at a house huh well now we know
Yeah. So, Matt, your turn. All right. I'll jump into it. Um, so I'm definitely going to check out that check now for sure. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think you'd fucking love it. Like, it's really, really good. Just because, like, the comedy is on point, and I know you like really witty dialogue, especially the banter between people, and like when it can be random and just, but it works. Like, yeah, you'll be sold on the blood, on the gore, and with the fucking banter. <laughs> Sign me up and, and call me Mary Sue. <laughs> so, with call me Mary Sue in mind, um, Mine's going to be a little quicker, but still a good review nonetheless. Uh, so since we're talking about the evolution of zombies and talking about ones that are slow moving, eating flesh, and then the ones that are running fast and just devouring bodies entirely, I decided to go for more so in the middle of the beginning of all of it, essentially. So I decided to go into the realm of the good old, the, the legend, the Romero. But not an original a remake. So bear with me. I decided to do 2010's The Crazies. Which, uh, by the yeah. way, which is now I can't believe a 10-year-old movie. So I feel yeah, it's so good. Jesus Christ. And it still holds up, man. Like, I just watched this, like, four, a couple nights ago with Dev. And, yeah, like, it still of, holds uh, up. Yeah, as of February 26th, it is fully a, 10 years now. So, uh, trying to bring love back to this decade-old hidden zombie gem. So, uh, at least in my opinion. Well, yep. well we did it. talk about we did talk about that zombies don't, don't have to be undead. And that these, yep. uh, the, these people show all the ways of being a zombie, even though they're not undead. Yep, so I'll get into it here. So, it was directed by Breck Eisner, written by Scott Koser and Ray Wright. Stars Rada Mitchell. Timothy Oliphant and Daniel Pennebaker, um, along with Joe Anderson, and they are the main strong suit of this entire uh, cast of the film, and I'll get into that here in a second. After a strange and, in and insecure plane crash, an unusual toxic virus enters a quaint farming town. A young couple are quarantined, but they fight for survival along with help from a couple of people. So, uh, and I want to clarify real quick, everybody in this movie did a fantastic job of acting. I'm more so, my, I meant to say is that uh, there are four heroes that we kind of follow along as they push the story along so um yeah, this is what turned me on to timothy oliphant was this movie it, for me it was the girl next door <laughs> really yeah with emile hirsch and um oh my god i just had her name elisa elisa cuthbert oh nice so yeah um which i also that's like one of the few rom-coms that i will actually say i really enjoy <laughs> just be because I think it was more of the better made kind of like ones out of all of them. Yeah. That's just that, that that's not the movie podcast we're running. So um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just say I just I just like Timothy Oliphant. I think he's a very underrated actor in Santa Clarita. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm actually it. revealing the girl next door. So starting <laughs> yeah. off, the movie follows Emil Hirsch, right? And he's this kid in high school who wants to make it to college. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Actually, we're going to turn it into talking about Santa Clarita Diet, the yeah, other so, Timothy Elephant movie. So or I'm going to go by that deserves a surprise. This is a ten-hour episode. I'm going to go through <laughs> each and every episode of every season. All right, starting out with it. So Santa Clarita Diet stars Timothy Elephant and Drew Barrymore, right? And so Drew Barrymore gets. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's a great show. It's a great, and it's about zombies. <laughs> it, <is a> <laughs> like, it still works. <laughs> like, 
right. All right. Anyway, okay. I'm done. Sorry. So jumping into it. Um, so like I said, great cast. Um, so with Daniel Pennebaker of Flash and Friday the 13th, Timothy Oliphant of Justified, Santa, Santa Clarita Diet, Rada Mitchell of our, fa- our favorite Silent Hill, and Joe Anderson of Horns and the Grey. Um, so with this whole uh, cast in mind, I mean, uh, Joe Anderson and Timothy Oliphant sharing the screen time as, you know, Sheriff Dunn and Russ have a, just a great chemistry uh, throughout. And it's always been like um, that, like they really hit on like that good kind of like, I don't like brotherly type of bond that they share. You know? Yeah, they do. Like, I felt like they had really great chemistry in this movie. Yeah, they they did really great. I actually kind of forgot that there were other police because I thought they were. I know. <laughs> like, dude, I always I always forget about the fourth character that follows them just because I always like it's just the chemistry between uh, the three of them, like the uh, Timothy Oliphant, the, his deputy, and the wife. Like the three of them, like have so great. I always forget about the fourth chick. <laughs> I, I, I will say that is one thing that I do kind of hold as a con against the movie is that they is that Danielle Panabaker's character doesn't get much screen time after they introduce her and they introduce her in a very strong way for a horror film and in some ways that makes it a pro but I'll get more into that in a second so uh, what really so this movie sets off as just what it says it's a small farming community a little town and um, basically opens up to what is drones you know, kind of just, like, hovering over this entire town, which, by the way, this movie should also be titled, like, the fuel for the any, fuel for the fire for any conspiracy theorists, especially the chemtrail ones. Those people are going to love this movie. Dude, um, especially now. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, like, I mean, I mean, to be lie. fair, to keep in mind, the craziest is fictitious and far more extreme. Yes. So, yes. um... So anyways, you know, basically it's it's showing that there is something shady going on with some sort of mysterious entity. Um, we could say it's government. We don't know it's government. We don't know who it is, but it's some, they're somehow involved in this small town. So, you know, movies start showing that, you know, this it, how any small town works, you know, kind of like the same vibes as like what's eating Gilbert Grape. You know, that small type of town kind of vibe thing, just showing everybody getting by, taking care of each other, so on and so forth. Not everybody loving it you know, what you imagine with any setting of a small town. With that in mind, um, the, you know, they, it, it shows, you know, Timothy Elephant and, and Rodham Mitchell doing their day-to-day jobs and, and they're, you know, Timothy Elephant and, and Joe, Anderson, Joe Anderson's character, you know, character is wanting to go to, to, to be this cute boy. And, you know, so it's the whole, like, small-town American ideal thing that you would imagine. And then, as this baseball game is going, we see um, this man come up on the field, later finding out that it's he was considered the town drunk um, with a double barrel shotgun. And, you know, Timothy Oliphant and Joel Anderson both being cops and at the you know, baseball game see this and they go and confront him. And an altercation occurs and basically he, the, the man pulls up his gun and tries to, is about to shoot uh sheriff dutton and sheriff dutton shoots the man who's obviously not okay and uh that's what really sets off the movie at that point is that there's something going around this town that is turning people into a weird state that's not themselves one could say a zombified state um so no way yeah exactly and so that's where the 
So once the pandemic starts to really take hold and all and everybody else, and I'm going to kind of speed through a little bit here. Um, so, but once more cases start to happen, you know, they're finding more people that are starting to act out um, and more people starting to, you know, do these really strange things. And what really sells all these moments of these people being brutal to, you know, the people that are not infected is just the camera shots throughout the entire film, because it, they filmed it in such a really good way that, um, it's it's very traditional with like it's it's scares but it's it's a very tasteful traditional way that they did it that even I know what's going to happen still it still raises the intensity for me just because of how well these scenes are acted out and how well um, they're done like one scene I'm going to kind of point out uh, real quick is a scene a little bit later on when the entire town is now under full government shutdown because you know eventually. A little more investigating from the sheriff and Russ finds that, you know, there's this plane that, you know, crashed into this marsh. That's where they get all their drinking. That's where they get all their water to, you know, feed the crops from. Yeah. And because the mayor refused to turn off the water, which, by the way, I'm going to throw a quick pro um, that what's so great about this movie is that it definitely is already ditching some stereotypes with a few things. One being that the cops aren't stupid. So, like, the cops yeah. are the only ones besides, like, uh, the doctor um, who Rada Mitchell plays as. Uh, it, it, they, uh, they're they actually smart at trying to solve things. Like, Timothy Oliphant's character, like, knows what he's doing. He's looking out for us. He's keeping people alive. Like, he's he's a hero through and through. Like, in no way is he, like, a white knight. Like, I'll say, no. you know, the dastardly, you know, or not, I'll stop the dastardly people save, you know, the damsel in distress kind of, stere you know, stereotype. Like, he's just a smart dude. And then he's, like, him and Rhonda Mitchell being a husband and wife also have just great chemistry because, you know, she's the town doctor. And what's such a great part of this movie is that they do this really, um, really cool narrative of explaining exposition by having um, Rana Mitchell as the doctor explain what's happening to these people or like hypothesize. So, you know, like for example, when again, coming back to where it's all shut down and everybody's being quarantined and brought into the local high school to be quarantined to find out who is and who isn't affected, um, you know, they're checking, they're using this word, the confinometer to check people's ears. And, you know, um, that seems like really obvious at first, but like it was really smart to have. You know, her husband, you know, Sheriff Dutton, ask her, you know, what's going on? And they're like, she, she's just like, they're, check, they're checking for ele elevated temperatures to see who might be infected. But she then she follows up with like, but the people who are infected are bleeding from the nose. So like, she just yeah. that it's not, they're not showing a temperature. So that, it's so like, it's really, it's really smart. Like, I enjoy that for that. Like, it, it's, it's so cool that it, it, it thought ahead to kind of like say, what is gonna, what is the audience going to ask at this point and how should we explain it to them without pandering to them? And I enjoy that part mm -hmm. of it. Because it's not as her just trying to explain it to so the audience can understand, as so she can comfort her husband, in this case, Sheriff Dunn. Because even though he is the sheriff and he's supposed to be like the tough dude, he relies on her to keep him grounded. And you see that through and through. And you, and you love that for that. And you're just like, hell yeah, I want this couple to live. Um, and so... You know, with that in mind, coming this same scene where they're all kept in this high school, um, Rada Mitchell, her character, 
we find out is uh, it does have an elevated temperature. Uh, I'm not going to explain. I'm not going to spoil why, but they end up taking her in and strapping her to the gurney. And this is what I'm talking about with where the camera shots in this film really help with the added focus of just yeah. like how intense everything is. So um, what basically happens is that you know Daniel Pennebaker's character is there too, and they're both strapped down, and the principal ended up getting infected, and you see him just dragging along this bloody pitchfork and it, he's going across and just like stabbing these people that are strapped into the gurney slowly making his way down the line and the setup for the shot of just like him getting closer to daniel panabaker's character that eventually to rado mitchell's character is so intense that like it it's it, it still it still gets me to this day like 10 years later just like how well it was shot just that scene in general yeah it's um, good and so, you know, one thing I kind of had to think about, like, what is the most, like, why is this movie disturbing as a zombified movie, you know? And it's that, it's that middle area of they're not fully eating flesh yet, you know, they're enraged, wanting to cause harm. And, the, and that's what's really the scare factor, is the brutality of how the infected kill the non-infected in this movie. You know, it's the way they go about it because, you know, it's probably it's probably, again, one of the closest things we're ever going to get to like a cross series. But like it is just very brutal with how it plays out its scenes. Now it shows people getting murdered in this movie and it makes it that much more vulnerable. So eventually the movie continues on. Um, they they eventually escape from the high school and are eventually just like getting on the run to get out of there. Um so this part's going to be hard because there are some severe spoilers. So I'm going to put on a quick uh, spoiler <laughs> warning and go into it. So I'm going to put on a 30-minute... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> 30-minute. You know what? Just log off now. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a two-minute spoiler. So if you don't want anything to get spoiled from you, skip ahead two minutes going in three, two, one. All right, so this was the spoiler portion. So basically what ends up happening is they end up escaping, um, and then eventually Daniel Panabaker, this is where I get, this is where I do hold a con. Um, and I do feel like it's a bit rushed at times. Even though this movie is supposed to be talking about the brutality of what would happen during a file outbreak, worst case scenario, um, Daniel Panabaker, her character is so sweet, and you love it, and you like her so much. It's a real shame that she gets killed off in a very kind of dumbish way in this, you know, car wash by being hanged by a rubber rope, um, even though she could have fought back and could have probably survived and got out of the car and ran. That was a really frustrating scene, and it still, it still bugs me about it. Um, you know, and, and the reason they, all, they end up at that car wash is because they're trying to escape a, you know, the government, you know, what they believe to be is the government hunting them down um, in this helicopter, you know, so it's already an intense scene as is, and you think they're going to finally yeah. make it through, and it's just, it's just kind of a bummer. In some ways, that makes it a pro, because it's like the whole, like, no happy ending thing, but at the same yeah. time, like, it's still and just well, kind and of... And also, the, like, the whole, uh, like, just the randomness of a pandemic, you know, or an epidemic. Right. So. And so, um, as they're getting, you know, closer and closer to the border, um, we find out along the way Russ also got infected and he's becoming more violent, more unstable. And so when after an altercation between him and his best friend, you know, his brother in arm, Sheriff Dunn, he realizes that he's that the infection's gotten worse. And so he then sacrifices himself in order to cause a distraction so the government doesn't notice uh, Sheriff Dunn and his wife escaping. Um, and so 
at that point, you know, that's that's when, you know, like this movie takes on entirely different meaning on what like sacrifices they're going through just to save anyone at this point. Um, And so that is the end of the spoiler. So to kind of wrap up the movie, um, they end up being they end up getting to this truck stop to get to find food and, and, you know, transportation in order to get out of the border, get out of this place, get out of their little farming town, because eventually they find out that they're going to nuke the town um, to try to eradicate the disease that's already spread. And so, you know, yeah, it's a harrowing, you know, capture of a truck that I'm not going to really spoil because I really want you to see it for yourself. It's just amazing and so intense and nuts. It's yeah, I, yeah I that entire scene's fucking great. Just, yeah, you're just going to have to see it for yourself. Trust me on that, loyal listener. Um, so as it's going on and as it's going through, you know, with them grabbing this truck and finally driving away is this intense scene where it's they're trying to escape this, you know, bomb. And I should, I, they're not going to, I shouldn't say they're going to nuke it because they don't really, I don't remember if they actually say they nuke it or just regular bomb bomb it, you know? I think, it, yeah. I think it's just kind of implied that it's, somewhat to the level of a nuke and so more than likely yeah and so like they're driving away from this mushroom cloud explosion (laughs) and at this point you're either going to love or hate the movie for this because they're in a semi-truck trying to outrun an explosion and they're on like the brink of like finally getting away from it but the explosion catches up to them still and throws them off the curb i still like that they included that because i think that makes it somewhat realistic but that's where they throw in a really bad amount of cg um, and so that's where I kind of get upset with it because up to that point, there's a good amount of practical effects throughout. Um, yeah, for the most part. Um, but eventually, our heroes do escape, and the film ends on a sky view shot of a another drone showing they escaped, but also showing that this little town wasn't the only one that got infected. And so the reason why I kind of mentioned that is that because this was originally made in 71 as a Romero remake, if I, if I'm correct, I could be wrong, but if I'm correct, this is actually uh, the movie that explains what happens and why zombies come to be a thing in the whole night of living dead franchise. I could be wrong. That is one thing I didn't get to actually check before uh, jumping on recording. So you're going to have to forgive me if I'm wrong about that, but uh besides that the only other con is that sometimes it can feel a little rushed for the whole film uh there's just some scenes where it just like like i said um how a certain character's death happens makes it feel a little rushed and so even though it's like an hour and 40 minutes there's just still some like weird pacing issues here and there but other than that it's still worth it it's still one of the better type of zombie movies that have ever been made and i definitely strongly recommend you check it out i mean if you love 28 days later you're probably going to appreciate this one too just because it's very similar in concept with how uh, the infection goes and it affects people um so quick trivia the old police car they get back to uh, the, the old police car they go back to get is a 1973 ford limited which was the year the original movie was released nice uh when the sheriff discovers the military plane a satellite record records his location at 40.851216 and dash 94.548340 these coordinates do, in fact, point to Iowa, but to a farmland and not to a mar- the marshes that's depicted. The town of Lennox, population 1401, is the closest real town to these coordinates. Eerie. Yeah. Uh, 
each actor was transformed into a uh, each actor who was transformed into a crazy had to sit in makeup in a makeup chair for three hours. And last one, the film opens with the song "We'll Meet Again" performed by Johnny Cash. The song is from the same album that provided "The Man Comes Around," which opened another remake of George A. Romero's, of course, 2004's "Dawn of the Dead." Um, so yeah, I mean, it's... hold on, I got. I was. I, w- I want to read one. Oh, go for it, buddy. So uh, Elizabeth Banks turned down a role in this film because she thought it was too similar to her character in Slither. So what's really funny is for a while, like when I first saw it, after I first saw it, I could have sworn Elizabeth Banks was the main chick in this movie because I was just I was just getting them mixed up between Slither and this movie. (laughs) Like. Nah, dude, it's it's Baba Bear Rod Mitchell who who just goes apeshit crazy and apeshit crazy, apeshit apeshit crazy in uh, Silent Hill. No, she fucking goes apeshit. She just goes dislike, 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 dislike. Where? Oh my god, we're never going to be able to open up the church. I need after to see only your manager. It was just one of those things where I felt like it was like a Mandela effect where I was like, I could have sworn she was in this movie. I promise. Not. Uh, so if you want to check out the crazy zone you can watch it for free on tubi uh you can also rent it on voodoo for 3.99 or you can watch it for free if you have a prime account or rent it for 3.99 on amazon prime and itunes as well with that in mind ghouls gals creeps and mutants want to give a big thank you again to all of you amazing listeners for continuing to tune in and stay strong out there in the world right now. Um, we have a stream going again. We have a dedicated schedule. Like I said, we're, you know, we're kind of putting YouTube on the back burner. Basically what's going to happen is once this quarantine lifts, we're going to go back to focusing more on the YouTube. And then uh, we're not going to completely abandon the whole stream thing, but we are going to kind of like figure out a better schedule for it. Um, one game we're going to be jumping into, including in our catalog, is Dead by Daylight. That is going to be uh, what we play on Wednesdays and Thursdays for the most part. Um, we are still taking requests, so if you still want to be part of that, please, please come and hang out with us on twitch.tv slash prhpgaming. But otherwise, feel free to follow us on our Facebook, Punk Rock Horror Podcast, or on our Twitter at OfficialPRHP, or... On Instagram, Punk Rock Horror Podcast, hashtag Podcast. If you want to support the podcast in any financial way, you can become a patron today at patreon.com slash podcast and just sign up for one of our amazing, amazing tiers and you'll get some badass rewards that you will with over 106 exclusive content uh, to your fingers, which by the way, we are aware that Spotify and iTunes is deleting some of our earliest episodes. We know that that's part of how their servers are. So fun fact is if you go over to our Patreon though, you get to actually have that all those early episodes for your listening pleasure whenever you like. So please, so please go over and check that out uh, when you get the chance, or be or be or consider going over to our merch punk rock teespring.com slash punk rock horror podcast or punk rock horror store.com. Thank you again, ghouls, gals, creeps, and moons. Follow me at the undead mat, and uh, we will talk to you about horror again next time. Bye. 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 Bye.